Mind my brother's keeper, huh? You know what happened to it. It became my people's keeper. A moment of information. Impartation. And inspiration. To uplift. Encourage. And most importantly, empower. So am I my brother's keeper? Yes. Am I my sister's keeper? Yes. Oh yes, I am my people's keeper. Uh, hello, 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 everyone. What's going on? This is yours truly, Will Robinson, here on this episode of My People's Keeper, along with my lovely co-host, as always, my lovely wife. Hello, hello. Queen. I am Patrice, and I'm so happy to be in the building. Yep, yep. We're in the building. We're in the building. Shout out to 119 Media Group and to the family the podcast we just want to thank everyone for tuning in on this episode as we continue to discuss uh, what are we up against in the black community um, definitely we want to uh, continue on from the last conversation that we had discussing poverty so we're going to be uh, going into what we call a part two series but we're going to be dealing with how to also alter the poverty within us and our community i believe that it is possible to do so that even though we are fa faced with this challenge and definitely it is a, a systematic challenge as well um, but i think that there is uh, some things that we can do that can help alter alter poverty and so I um, want to jump right into it today um, with it, um, definitely with some information that we do have as me and uh, my lovely co-host has been talking for the last uh, couple of weeks concerning this, uh, because this is something that um, we as a community have been faced with and been battling with for for centuries. And so how, how, how can we not only address it because it's being addressed? I mean, it's been addressed for quite some time, <laughs> um, but definitely how can we do it? But knowing the knowledge of it in order for us to face it. Yes. Again, like we said, poverty is a real issue in America. It's not just a United States issue. It's a world issue. So many people are um, affected, uh, affected by this. Um, so let me define poverty again before we really get into it. Define it. Um, the definition of poverty. Poverty refers to lacking enough resources to provide the necessities of life, which include food, clean water, shelter, and clothing. You can also include that it means lack of access to health care, education, and even transportation. So many people face this just challenge. Um, as it relates to transportation, what I will say, if you are in the rural area, you are mostly affected when it comes to transportation yes. because um, urban areas, we do have the bus line, um, Uber, oh, and all of those um, forms of transportation. Yeah those forms of transportation that people can use, but the rural area somewhat uh, suffers more when it comes to the transportation part of it. So let's look at poverty. Um, yes, it's an issue. Do we think it can be addressed? I mean, change, it can be, but will it be? Because if it's addressed or if it's fixed, then so many people loses money. The, a lot of people, a lot of businesses will go out. Yeah. Um, a business or whatever, right. because I think it's a business to keep people in poverty. So we capitalize off of poverty. 
That's that's pr- pretty much what we say, what we're saying. And then when we look at uh, the government it, itself, um, I mean, it, what what they provide it sustains, I believe, um, the economical poverty that we're in, in order to continue the benefits of those that are in power. I mean, it's it's as simple as that. Uh, we there's so many programs and so many organizations that are available for those that are struggling, that are dealing with transportation issues, um, that are dealing with um, healthcare issues, that are dealing with uh, so many different defined issues um, that men, women, and children are facing when it comes down to poverty. And I think we get to the point of talking about how to to alter it um and it it pretty much starting within us there has i guess there has to be a sense of um uh the not only the, the delivery of it because what i found out man is that some people are too prideful to accept the uh, assistance and the help that's being provided to them and again some people don't even know that they're they're really in in poverty um, either. Well, I guess if you just looking at the guideline of the poverty level guideline, um, but your family um, is still clothed, you all are sheltered, right. um, there is income coming in and no one is hungry, then, of course, you are not living in poverty. Right. Um, that definition does not apply to you. Like the definition is out there. What it means is out there. Yes, the statistics are out there, but the reality it is. It doesn't have to apply to you if it's not your situation. Right. But we're talking about the ones that it actually applies to, the ones that don't have any income, the ones that are homeless, living in cars or living with a family member. Because if it's not your house, that's def- that is a definition of still home. being homeless. Um, the ones that are just suffering. Um, there are so many people, children, children and seniors are the most. Uh, effective population when it comes to poverty. And when you look over the 2020, when we look over the whole pandemic and children had to stay home because of COVID-19 and different things. So, so many kids starved even more because they u- utilize the educational system to eat lunch, right. eat breakfast. Like Kids come to school Just hungry. Yeah. Um, and they look forward to that. And then, you know, some schools no it's at certain schools it is identified who is um at risk of poverty or who is living in poverty and so those kids get little special bags Mm -hmm. um some schools have made it a way to try to get everybody to take one of those bags so no one would stand out but initially when it started you certain people receive a backpack to take home and that backpack consists of different snacks um food items that that child can use to get through the weekend because the breakfast and lunch is how they survive. And this um, poverty, when another way that we know that it's constantly increasing, because a lot of things have increased. Um, You still have families with no income, but you also have, um, so therefore there's an increase in unemployment, but also food uh, pantry uses have increased as well. So Mm. people who normally just use food pantries to donate are now using those to to have dinner for home. So definitely um, this is an issue. We talked last week about one thing that South Carolina can do and some uh, across the world. One of the ways to help with it is increase minimum wage. Just increase minimum increase wage. Increase that. 
that's one example of it would give people more income. But also another thing, we need to create more jobs. Well, you know what? I mean, where we at right now <laughs> in this present moment mm-hmm. <laughs> and how there are people um, that that don't want to work. <laughs> well, here's so I'm starting to understand. So I put a post out there on Facebook and I. um. So I eat out a lot. Right. So me and my kids were going to get something to eat for the family and we went to Waffle House. They were closed, which is normally a 24 hour establishment. They were closed because no workers came to work. Then we tried the Zaxby's. Um, The line was wrapped around the building and Mm. it has been like this for Mm. at least the past months. And so. The line, they were so busy in line and on the inside. And some places have closed the inside and just doing the drive through because they don't have enough staff. Mm. So you have about three people inside, one on the register, one on the grill and one that's trying to run both to make sure it flows because they don't because people either called out or not going to work. So I right. went to the Waffle House and I was like, y'all closed. How? And it was like nobody came to work. People are calling out. Okay, so when what I found out is the unemployment um, month with the unemployment benefits that people are receiving, the extra money mm-hmm. is it's much more than the seven twenty five that they're making. Right. So a lot of people are not working so they can get the unemployment benefits because they benefit from that more. Mm-hmm. Now you can agree to disagree that you know they shouldn't do that, and uh, South Carolina. Governor had decided to go ahead and just sign and not allow the money to continue after June 30th. So people probably will go back to work after that. But the reason why most people stopped working was to make sure uh, was to get what works best for them. And what works best for them was getting the unemployment. So, hey, you have to do what you got to do. And I get it. But. I see so many signs mm. now where these fast food establishments are hiring, but will that change after June 30th? Will oh. people go back to work when they do go back to work um, because of those establishments having to experience the loss of um, staff? Will it change them? Will mm. they do a increase on minimum wage without it being an official thing? Like, will they raise salaries because they saw how? So how were how how would they were affected? Yeah. Now and again, we're not just talking about even the restaurant. I was again um, at an establishment to, uh, today or well, yesterday um, that that deals with pretty much plant. Uh, workers, assembly lines um, that work with steel and, and, and work with, you know, um, lumber, those different types of, of jobs, plant jobs, as we would call them. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they're people that are not, not you know, work, you know, calling out on that or, or quitting there as well. So it's not just affecting the re- uh, restaurant industry. It's also affecting that industry as well. But then here, here's the thing that I came, we were talking about this as well. Um, it's also pretty much not uh, based upon also the uh, establishment itself. Not more so what the government has has put in place as relates to what minimum wage is and the guidelines, because truth of the matter is oftentimes when you go into certain establishment bits, they do give you a little bit more than what the actual minimum wage 
is right, right, in the state of South, Cal- mm-hmm. South Carolina. Um, so again, you know, we, we're just talking about, again, yes, increasing your wages, but also the management of those wages as well to help offset um, this, this system of poverty. But then again, like you said, we're talking more so the focus, not for the people whose needs are met. Again, we're talking about the people who have clothes, who have food to eat. Your needs are met. Yes, you're not you're not rich. Yes, you don't have you know, you you don't own the company, but you know how to manage what you have to be able to have in order for your needs to be met. But we're talking about the people who needs are not met, who needs are not met on a day to day basis. When we go be talking about the children. We're talking about even the percentage of that. Yeah, matter of fact, we're going to just give these facts right here. Um, children in poverty uh, from t- in 2018, 16.2% of all children, 11.9 million kids lived in poverty in the United States of America. That's almost one in every six children. Mm-hmm. In 2015, the National Center of Family Homelessness analyzed state level data and found that nationwide 2.5 million children experience homelessness in a year. OK, so that's that's we're talking about children in poverty. When we go to even look at, again, whose needs are not being met, when we go to looking at people like seniors in poverty, though, the official census data gives seniors a 2018 poverty rate of only nine point seven percent. The um, supplemental poverty measure, which accounts for expenses such as the rising cost of health care, raises the senior poverty rate to fourteen point one percent. Now, that's that's big when you're talking about. Um, baby boomers and those that have worked, <laughs> you know, especially for the social talking security. about the ones that um, are on the fixed income that's mm-hmm. um, getting, I guess, Medicaid, Medicare. Um, they're on that, a fixed income. They may be receiving about $752 a month. So how do you make $752 a month stretch for what if you live in what if you had a mortgage from when you were working or right. what if you had some things, a house, a car, so, you know, it may be paid off. It may not be paid off, but then you got groceries and then you got a medical expenses, you know, all of that. I'm sitting here, look, I'm looking at uh, a Facebook and definitely want to thank those that are watching um, live on Facebook as well with my people's keeper as well. Um, by those that are listening to the podcast, what Brian, the people say, what they say, Brian Smith. Um, definitely, uh, Renika, shout out to Renika, Renika Benjamin. She said that's true. Uh, Yates Wild says that's fire. Um, Brian Smith, Brian Smith, I like this. Brian Smith says, We're paying people not to work when I am paid $300 a week not to work. Then a job that claims to pay me $450 a week is offering me $150 a week for 40 hours of my time, right. What choice so, would I make? Exactly. I, I'm I'm not mad at right. the people with the choice that they made because you have to make decisions that work best for you and yours. So Brian goes on to say increasing minimum wage may not be as good as just replacing minimum wage with an adequate basic income. Makes sense. Yeah. So so again, Brian, I I, I appreciate you. Uh, for that, uh, for definitely, um, you know, chiming in with that, with that information, because again, we we want to really just focus on again how are we going to really help cover again those who needs that are are not met that are in poverty. Is that right, hun? Right. All right. So when we go back to um, looking at these initiatives, these organizations, um, again, who are in place, who have funding, who have jobs because of this. Are they effectively taking care of those 
people that are in poverty from children to seniors uh, to even ethnicities. As a matter of fact, let me give those numbers as well. Poverty by ethnicity. According to 2018 U.S. Census data, the highest poverty rate by race is found among Native Americans. 25.4% with blacks, 20.8% having the second highest poverty rate and Hispanics of any race having the third highest poverty rate, 17.6%. Whites had a poverty rate of 10.1% while Asians had a poverty rate at 10.1%. Yep. So okay. we start looking at that. We're going, we're breaking this down, looking at from children to seniors to the, the ethnicity. Uh, even when we look at the poverty as it relates to, to age, women and men. Matter of fact, let's break this down. Women, 12.9% as it relates to the poverty rate versus men, 10.6%. Wow. Poverty does not strike all demographics equally. For example, in 2018, 10.6% of men and 12.9% of women lived in poverty to USA. Along the same lines, the poverty rate for married couples in 2018 was only 4.7%. But the poverty rate for single parent families with no wife present was 12.7%. And for single parents, families with no husband present was 24.9%. Oh, wow. In 2018, the poverty rate for people living with disability was 25.7%. That's nearly 4 million people living with a disability and in poverty. Wow. So listening to those numbers, hearing, hearing uh, the breakdown and going back to, to my question again, how do we, how do we alter the poverty within us and our community? The organizations that are set up, the things that are set up in place, again, that are funded by the government in order to help homelessness, in order to help hunger. Is it uh, really affecting, effective for the people? So if you have a small sample of people utilizing those services, then yes, I would say the programs are affected. Because you will have more resources to spread out. You will have more um, to give. But when you're looking at a constant increase of people using those services, then there's an increase in the services being used, but there's a decrease in jobs being, um, jobs paying people adequate salary. There's a decrease in jobs, I mean, then you can't predict the unpredictable like a pandemic to come through and change the game either. So, yeah. you you know, you just got to, it's you have to consider just so many factors, but just to go off on this, um, the piggyback on our conversation from last, from the previous Thursday, the system is not designed to change this. Mm -hmm. So we said that and we know that it's not designed to change it. But what happens is when you utilize the services, you have to make it work for you. You can't become dependent on it. So say if you get affordable housing, so you get Section 8 or some type of public assistance that help with rental assistance, whatever that, you know, whatever it is that you get. Right. So say you get that, but you also are is able to get a job. So. It goes to managing and making decisions that work best for the household. So 
when you give out these services, you also have to give out things like um, skills, like money management skills, because you can't give someone something, but then they don't know how to use it. Right. So you, so if I put up a, a non-educated person as it relates to that, don't know how to manage money, um, that. How do we persuade that non-educated person to receive the knowledge or to receive uh, the the help that they need once I've given you what I you I guess need. you have to make it part of the process. Okay. So if I'm going to give you these benefits to help assist, I'm also going to make you take this class. And some places offer that. I'm also going to make you take this class to educate you on how to do X, Y, and Z. Right. I um there are so many people, but I know a couple of people personally. They were in um affordable housing, section eight. When I tell you they finished school, um, got mm-hmm. that degree, got their first job and found a house for them and their kids, like they use the system for them. I'm a uh, I'm a live here rent free, mm-hmm. but I'm going to stack my money and then right. I'm gone. Right. See, you use it for what, you know, what use it to better you, right. but don't use it to, to cripple, you. cripple you. And that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people do. Like we look back at the situation in Columbia, South Carolina with the, what was those apartments across from Benedict College? Gonzalez Garden. Not those, but the, oh, well, uh, those, that's Alan the damn Benedict Court. Those apartments People have been living there for over 25 years on the system. How do you allow a family to stay on the system that long? Like, I don't know all details, but if it's supposed to just be an assistance to help you come up, then if you are constantly there, then are you really coming up? And I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about disabled people because that's a a different story, but I'm talking about willing bodied able people mm-hmm. who can at least work how are you constantly how you be on the system that long like i i don't know like i don't i don't know who shared but there are some people um i think there, there was i don't know where it come from but definitely remember hearing this about there are some people that's it's just it, it's been embedded in them that's that's their plan to stay on the system but also their children to be on the system uh and that's called generational generation poverty. poverty so you we, so we talk about generational uh poverty uh which again we talk about poverty it's it's a it's a curse jesus and i'm sorry i'm i'm, I'm the pastor so when we we look at the scripture and and when jesus comes on the scene he comes and he's amongst those that are poor he's amongst those that have don't have much you know, so he he not only when I give an example of what he does, he not only operated in word, but he also operated in deed. And he also taught. He also gave teachings. But there was a way that he did it. And when a lot of times when I listen to people, um, even when that say that they need help and you offer help, you being a social worker, me being a pastor um, and you offer people help. I think it's also how you present the help to them, because people is, when you're in a low place in your life, um, you don't, you know, you already feel down. So when people present something to you and, you know, it's, you gotta, it's like, you gotta be mindful. You gotta be careful of the delivery in order for them to receive it because one bad, you know, word or uh, how you deliver it, it'll turn people off. And what I realized is that some people pride can, you all right, baby, come on, you good. Come on, we're going to get you right. Come on. Y'all help a praise Jesus. (laughs) I mean, yeah, we're going to get it right. She's good. But, um, but you know, it, you know, they just, I, I noticed that a lot. Like when people are really down, 
they it's just this thing that play on their mind when people are really helping them and they have help available, but they just feel like people are talking down to them and they, and they would rather stay where they are than receive the help that they need because they feel like, you know, Mm-hmm. That's that what mentality. That's that mentality. Tell them what it is. That's that stuck mentality. That's because stuck mentality. what I do know when you want help and you need help, you would accept help. Mm. Like when you need it, you will accept it. I don't care how you deliver it to me. You can cuss me out, but if I need that money in your hand, I'm right. gonna take the cursing out and I'm gonna accept it right. and I'm gonna do what I have to do. Right. So you your mindset have to be willing regardless of the situation. So go. it's the mindset again. So it's, it's your mindset. You can say whatever you say to me, but if I need, if I go stand in your line to need a service, I'm going to accept the service. Right. And you can look down on me, but all I know is this is a hand up, hand up. Mm-hmm. until I can do better. Right, 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 right. And it's and it's a desire to want to to fight. A prime example um, that I notice or that I see, um, thank you so much, that I see or that I know is when we look at the uh, the movie um, pursuit of happiness with will smith mm-hmm. um again you know uh, this is a man that was determined uh, he had a dream he had a vision very smart but fell on hard times because again when you're going through life in the process you know things are things just happen but he was he was determined i mean they you know they were homeless homeless living in a shelter living, living in a shelter living uh washing um in the subway i mean you know they were homeless but he was he was determined, you know, a will, you know, to find the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and even though some people are like, well, he could just took anything. He was determined to get the job that, that he, he wanted. wanted, that he knew it would would, prevent, work. would work, it would benefit his family. And I definitely get that. And how and for that particular person's story, it worked for them. Mm. But I don't want people and I'm gonna try to say this. Go ahead, as say it right. Say it like you feel as it. I could. Say it like you feel it. So you there, we all have dreams. Mm -hmm. We all have dreams. We all have goals that we want to accomplish. I want to be a rapper. Go ahead. And whatever those goals are, yes, you can set, um, you can set like a vision board. I'm going to accomplish this first and then I'm going to go here. Right. But if the dream is not happening, but each time your family is living on the streets again, you are living back with, um, a cousin or you have to stay in the shelter at what point does it tell you well let me maybe get this nine to five until i can mm, until I can, I can get to my dream i'm not saying give up on the dream work mm. on the dream in the spare time but in the meantime don't you think it's best that your child or your family be in a safe and secure environment versus living in a shelter I mean, how you how you explain that? Um, no, it's not. You know, it's not safe. Definitely, you know, you should right. Get a, so but again, I, I don't think they're thinking. That right, because just thinking, so you sold out. On the bed. I wanna. I know if I make it, I'm gonna accomplish this goal. I know if I make it, I'm gonna get that salary. I and I get that. Right. But do your family have to suffer for you to meet the goal? Because your child is not gonna understand. Why, Why my stomach is growling. Mm. Now, <laughs> you, you're right. Like, I know it's a balance, but at what point do you turn off and say, let me go ahead and, and, and find something right? And until my, my dream, you know, 
I, I, and I, I can still work on this, yeah. but it's also about having a plan. So if the if your goal is to to do like the pursuit of happiness for him to sell, uh, do like the pursuit of happiness for him to work for that company, um, work for that like that Monday Tuesday. That's gonna be I'm gonna go hard on that. But Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I need to maybe have to work at this McDonald's or whatever, just so I can get some type of income, just so we can eat, or right. just something like that. But sometimes people focus on the goal so much till they miss certain Mr. things. The they miss certain things. I, you know, it is miss certain things. you frustrated by that. <laughs> they miss current moments. They miss they 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 miss the what we could do now. They miss the you know uh you know why why we can't go on the the, the trip. Why we can you know why we can, the lights are off. Why the I got it, I got you. Look, I, I work with the homeless population. In the world of homelessness, when it comes to living on the street, mm-hmm. there is a sense of community. If you don't have mm-hmm. that sense of community, you're going to get robbed. You're going to get beaten. You're going to get taken advantage of because you're new. And so I've known so many patients, uh, people that come, they have everything together one day. And by two weeks later, where's your stuff? I was robbed. Mm. I'm the new face. Right, 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 right. Right, right, right. So, oh, man. So going back to what we were saying earlier Mm -hmm. and what you were saying, you got to have a willingness and you got to have a plan. Gotta have so a plan. you have to have a willingness within you if we're going to change and alter the poverty within us. You've got to have the willingness to want to get out of it. Right. But then you got to have a plan and not more so have a plan, but you got to be able to work on the plan. You got to execute the plan. Right. And you got to get connected to people that all that have all, that already have a plan at times in place. That have already and even sometimes again somebody need to to have somebody that's you know show, have a have to have a testimony. <laughs> show me you've been through it. Let me how I know you ain't how I know you just talking. You know what I'm saying? Right. But again, that's what my people's keeper is all about. Letting you know, getting together with people to tell their testimony to share that hey, I once was there. I once was you know down and out. You know, as the preacher would say, had no peace within. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> you know, but the master sent sent a savior, sent my cousin a, a sent this lady you know by my house, sent somebody to help me yes. in order for me to get out of the state of mind that I'm in first because again goes back to what I was talking about originally a state of mind you know we can have as long as you got food as long as you got clothes as long as you got a, a ride to get you to X, O, I, and Z you don't think you, you, you don't feel like you're in poverty because right. again your needs are, are met and so that's the goal if your needs are met then it, 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 uh, this doesn't fit you but if your needs are not being met if there's a constant, constant struggle, struggle then, yeah. then that's something yeah, that's then, something we need to work on. That's what right. we're talking about. How do we help alter that? Again, willingness to have a mindset to want to get out of. You got to be honest with yourself too. You got to look at your your situation. You got to evaluate your own situation. You got to have an honest conversation with yourself to see where you are. Again, uh, to also to the people that are that are there. Your needs are met, but you know there's some things you need to work on. You know there's some things you need to do. You need to stop living beyond your means. You know, there's some things that you need to work on in order for you not to fall in that trap of poverty. Right. <laughs> so, and so let's look at this. Another way that we can help get out of poverty. Mm-hmm. A lot of people ain't going to like this. They ain't going to like it, but, go but ahead, this is it. another way. You, you like messing with people. You like making people feel bad. Go ahead. Let me tell you. Live with each other. Uh-oh. Who? Who live with somebody? Cousins, aunts, mom, dad. 
live together. Live together. Let's put our resources together. I don't like them like that. What's wrong with you? I need my privacy. Huh? Right. Right. Other nationalities do it all the time. Why can't we do it? Oh, they do, don't they? Why? Because we, we be do joking it? about them all doing it all the time. But they do it, and it works for them. They do it. They live together. They build their businesses. They got them storefronts. They got their restaurants. They got all of that. Then they go separate and live in their own. Right. Once they make sure everybody else have arrived. Hey, cool. Who, so who, can we live together? Can we live together? Hey, inbox me and see if, if you want to. Let's live together. We we offer into living together so we can build together. Working people live together. Let me get that. Uh oh. <laughs> Come on, because you got to be able to put like in mind. So here's the thing: if this is like how it. we work, I if like someone it. stays home to take care of the kids Come to on. make sure the meals are uh, prepared and all of that, then that's right. one way. Come on, that's one person can stay home and take care of that foundation. Yeah. Okay. Then you got the working people who go out and work. We can share a car to get to where we need to go or whatever. Um, one person buying groceries. All of our money is going in the pot. We're going to manage this money. Um. But live off these resources together, make it work, invest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Start a business. Uh huh. And then boom, boom, we there. Then we there. There's a family, um, in Texas. This is an African American family in Texas. Um, I want to say it's the brother, um, but in his siblings, the brother used to work for the White House for the government. He used to work for the White House, and he retired. He retired and he brought a mansion mm-hmm. in Texas okay. on about 10 acres or so of land or more with his other siblings and their husbands and okay. their families. And so it is probably about a uh, eight bedroom, 10 bedroom house. And it's, it's, it's on two levels and they got it broken down. They have their own area to eat, to get all that kind of stuff. They have their own parking garage, all that kind of stuff. But it's a proven fact than one that it can work. It can work. It can work. And so they have a a, a whole estate, <laughs> a whole estate, and they live together with no with no issues, with no problems. And again, they live nice and lavish um, in a nice place. I'm not saying that it's room, but because they decided to say, hey, let's live together. Let's work together in order for us, for us to build together. That's it. I'm talking. I'm talking. I feel my help right yeah, there. Yeah, that's it. Lord, right I feel there. my help right here. Yes, sir. And so that's how we are going to alter the narrative of this poverty-stricken generational curse that is consuming the African-American community. That's the only way. And we've got to decide to do it. And watch this. We can't talk about it. We just got to be about it. Exactly. We can, we can talk about the plan. We, that's what we can talk about. And when we start talking about how we're going to execute it and putting it, putting, it, putting it in place and the time and all of that. And again, as much as we got our homeboys and our homegirls, you know, your road dogs, Hey, come on! Some of y'all single mamas and all that sing, that, that single right now, whatever the case is, that's a that's is a good plan. It's working for the Hispanic community. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's working. We it see them. We can laugh all day if, if we want to, but eventually they got them. They got the big diesel trucks. <laughs> they <laughs> they make got it work. they making it work. They got the business. They got again. They got the house, but again, you got to work it. You got to work it to build it. So you got to work it to build it. So, so again, that was, that was one main example of how we can alter the poverty. All right. So some of the things we said, either increase minimum wage Mm -hmm. or give, um, adequate salary, adequate salary. Then 
Last week we said make healthcare free for all. Mm -hmm. We also talked about affordable housing. Just now we just said live together, Mm -hmm. create jobs. Those are ways to help us give get out of poverty. Create jobs within create create jobs, but also again create assignments. If we work live together, create assignments. Just like you said, have somebody that's gonna watch kids, Mm -hmm. somebody that's gonna focus on the working. And the reason why I say that because child care can be an easy eight hundred dollars a month. Easy eight hundred dollars a month. E, I'm that look. Okay, you just I'm going off. Okay, that's one child. Okay, one child. One child. When you got two. But what I'm saying is, if we work together and we make this plan work, the kids once they get from school, somebody will be at the house. Right. My um, I have a cousin who always say it was y'all generation who started this child care mess because somebody was always home. Come on, and took care of y'all. When y'all got off the bus, my aunt Rosemary, shout out to auntie. When I tell you, she was the one who was at home. She made sure everybody on that bus ate. We ate good too. Real good. Real good. She took care of all of us while the parents worked. She was not able to work. But mm. when they um got off from work, they came and got us. We went home, homework, and all that stuff was good. Yeah. And they took care of auntie for right. taking care of us, the right. children. Yeah, my mine was, was was grandma house, grandma, grandma dot house. And then also shout out to uh Gloria Snake. Snake was one that's what that's what we call her. Snake, snake, everybody kid in the neighborhood and family. Everybody kids, she was the daycare. Uh, for 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 the family man, and so again, having those people uh, in place, it helps save money, uh, but it also builds builds family, family man, builds family. Structure. Yeah, Ooh, and structure is needed, and it's all right to restructure. Oh, right, it's all right to restructure. It's all right to start over again, to redo this thing again. Now, even though it was our generation that went into the child care, <laughs> we can sit back and reanalyze this thing and we can restructure, you know, restructure it, man. Because, again, there is a way to alter this mindset. Because it. it's, it's in the mind. It's in the mind it's first. The mind. Let's change the mind. Let's, let's change, change the mind. Thinking. We can work together. Let's look. Let's change our thinking. Listen, John, watch what, what, what he said. I'm, I want to use scripture, give y'all a scripture. Luke chapter 3, verse 11 says, John answered, anyone who has two shirts should share with the one who has none, and anyone who has food should do the same. So when we when we look at a togetherness, we're talking about, you know, Jesus. This is the time of Jesus walking with his disciples, teaching. He's not only working, indeed, he's also operating and giving. He's giving, giving the necessary tools in order to build, build the people. All right, all right. Watch this. So watch it when when I when I look at when we talk about where we are in the season, the book of Acts. Um, um, when we go into the book of Acts, um, and on the day of Pentecost, we all know that story. You know, those at the church, we know the on the day of Pentecost how the Holy Ghost fell, and you know they were all on one accord speaking in tongues and all that good stuff, an unknown uh, in in their own language. After all of that had taken place, they that had had the necessity had the possessions they told the apostles told them to bring all of your possessions unto us they didn't keep it for themselves they they took those possessions to disperse it upon amongst everyone that was in need that was start of that was a start of breaking the curse of poverty right there mm-hmm. let's let's go ahead and meet the needs of those where they are while we're still working but we're also still teaching right because right. you're still going to need need the teaching 
once you start, you know, doing the work and once you start receiving the because need. when you're teaching, you're planting seeds. Uh-oh. Come on, planting Come on, you better talk. Come on. And what does what does seeds do? Grow. Come on. But they also got to be what? Watered. Come on. So it's <laughs> all so you're always going to be still. This is a process. Exactly. It's always a process to get back into the trenches. And so that's where the generational wealth comes from. That's where it comes so from. So we pass it out, pass it on. Pass Mindset. It to, exactly. And it's for and again for those who would receive it, for those who would hear it, for those who would get it. You understand what I'm saying? I got a cut, man. My shout out to my cut. I listen, my and like I said, I talk about it all the time. You know, I never forget. Uh, I use this example as we, you know, probably get ready to close. Uh, you know, my grandmother called me, summons me to the house uh, a year, a couple of years ago before she passed away, and uh, called summons me down to the house. And my grandma used to love to read those uh, daily bread. Mm-hmm. Um, books with the scriptures and all of that and she um, t- turned it to a particular page told me to get the book out the draw told me where it was told me what page to turn it to mm-hmm. you know the story baby and she says um, read read that and, the, and it's talked about considering the ant and it talked about how the ant how he takes his food he gathers his food and he takes a portion of his food and he pretty much build, puts it to the side build it up you know he takes a portion to eat for that day but the rest he stores, stores it up. up. He right. stores it up. He stores it up. And so, uh, and so she just, you know, gave me that uh, word of, in, you know, of, of encouragement to apply to say, hey, you know, you can't spend everything that you have. You got to, you got to store up for a rainy day. You got to manage, you know, what you have. It ain't about how much you make, you know what I'm saying? But it's it about how, what you, how, how, uh, how you manage what you make. Mm-hmm. And so she just had a way. I never forget, man. It seemed like the insurance man, Used to come by the house all the time, every every week. I mean, she goes, she said, "Go down and go and go and get this pocket." She had a she had a bank account at home house. She had a bank account, but she had a bank account at the house too. Had a pocketbook here, a pocketbook there in this section over there. Go over there, go to the left, look up under that dress, get that pocketbook, and bring that pocket. <laughs> she bring that pocketbook, take this particular money to pay this and to pay that. She just had a way. Right. To, you know what I'm saying? To manage, manage you know what I'm saying? Uh, what she had, man. And watch this. And we and, and she never went lacking. And the people connected to her never went lacking. She wasn't again, she wasn't the, the a billionaire, but her mindset was wealth. She knew how to work what she had. You don't buy quantity, you buy quality. Right. That was always her saying. You don't buy quality, you don't buy quantity, you buy quality. So even if you got to save up for it to get the quality, then you save up for it. Because it's going to last. To get life. it. Because it's going to last. That's it. Ooh. Baby, you got anything else that you want to impart? Because you've been preaching today. I no think you were scheduled on, on the My People's Keeper today. God. All I got, if we change our mindset, mm. it would change our future for the better. Good God. Say that again. You know what? Say that again. You, 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 you're preaching up here. Go ahead. Change our mindset. In order to change our future for the better. Ooh, change our mindset in order to change our future for the better. That's good. That's good. That, that's simple. That's simple. All you got to do, all we got to do is to change the poverty within our mindset and to turn it to that of a wealth building, growth, growing. And again, it ain't about you being the richest. But it's definitely about you being in your spirit and in your mind, the wealthiest in order for you to grow and those around you to grow. I'm going to leave with this here. I'm going to leave with this here. 
shared this on on yesterday um <clears throat> as relates to when we start restructuring ourselves our mindset our personalities i mean our per, uh, our personal lives and our our family life it begins to not only affect those around us but it also it affects us but also those around us but <clears throat> God has his hands on you. God has his hands on me. God has his hands on those that are listening. He has your hands on you to be able to give you the inspiration and the impartation of what you need to work those hands that he's given to you. And when you start working those hands given to you, it's going to work for you and it's going to work for those around you. For he's giving you, the scripture says this, the power to gain wealth. And the power to gain wealth is in your mind and is in your hands. That's it. Seeds give work the harvest. And when you sow those seeds, you're going to produce a harvest. But when we get this harvest, we're going to be able to handle the harvest. I ain't want to tear my harvest up this time. <laughs> Y'all be blessed. Peace and a bottle of hat grease and all that good stuff. This is my people's keeper with my lovely wife, Woo, Patrice. Let them know. We out. Peace.